Theme Time Radio Hour is brought to you by Cadillac. It's nighttime in the big city. The server's down. The parakeet is restless. This is Theme Time Radio Hour with your host, Bob Dylan. Welcome to Theme Time Radio Hour. Well, you can tell by the music in the background, the President's Day is right around the corner. There's always been some confusion, not just about President's Day, but about Washington's birthday. Here's why. His birthday was first celebrated in the last full year of his presidency. That was 1796. And according to the Gregorian calendar, he was born on February 22nd, 1732. The old-style calendar, or Julian, said that he was born on February 11th. So some people celebrated his birthday on one date and others on the other date. But by the early 19th century, Washington's birthday had become an actual holiday. Chester A. Arthur made February 22nd the official federal holiday in 1885. Abraham Lincoln was also born in February, on the 12th to be exact, and many people wanted to celebrate his birthday. So instead of having two presidents' birthdays in February, they kind of got jammed together. Matters weren't helped any when in 1968, it was moved off the actual date of both of their birthdays in order to give people more three-day weekends. So now we have a holiday every February that's called President's Day. I still think of it as Washington's birthday because I can't think of Harrison, Pope, Fillmore, and Nixon in the same breath as Washington and Lincoln. But for the sake of today's show, we're going to celebrate all the presidents. And you know what happens every President's Day. Stars have big sails. They're going to clear their shelves. And we're going to do the same thing. We're going to go through the theme time radio hour supply closet and pull up some of the old stock and songs we didn't have time for in other shows. While we celebrate all of the year's presidents, we'll take a listen to the Dean's Green, learn about Tippecanoe and Tyler 2, 5440 fight, the Teapot Dome scandal. We'll stop off at Monticello and visit Trinidad with FDR. Remember, with great power comes great responsibility. And we'll see how a small group of men handled it. And one thing I can promise you, there won't be an 18-minute gap in the shape. Let's start things off with an old friend of Theme Time Radio Hour, Charlie Poole, and a song called White House Blues. Children, but you 
and grow. I paint an empty popper, dead from Buffalo to Washington. Charlie Poole, all about McKinley's assassination. You know, a lot of early blues and folk songs have lyrics that are passed around from performer to performer. Each one putting their own spin on it, but the lyrics kind of float from person to person. You hear Charlie Poole sing, McKinley in the graveyard, he never wakes up. You know, that's not too different than the way blind Willie McTell sang about Delia. Delia's in the graveyard, she won't ever get back up. Ran into Jack White at the video store. I told him about the show we were doing this week, and he had some stuff to say about it. Give a listen. George Washington was the first president. Everyone knows on the $1 bill because of it, right? And then uh, he, I heard that he never shook hands while in office. He was the only president to not belong to a political party. And he stepped down. They wanted to elect him for a third term, but he stepped down because he thought it wasn't the honorable thing to do. That's pretty honorable. Thanks, Jack. This is Theme Time Radio Hour. It's our President's Day sale. And while we're near the beginning of the show, let's listen to a couple of songs left over from our Hello Show. Kind of a way of saying howdy-do. Johnny Taylor was a gospel singer, a soul star, one of the great blues ballad singers, and a disco king. He started out singing gospel with the Melody Kings and became good friends with Sam Cooke, who he eventually replaced in the Soul Stars. Four years later, he joined Sam in the secular world, and Sam signed him to his Tsar label. But his most famous records were made with stacks, and this is one of them. It's a song called Hello Sundown, and was written by the singer William Bell and Booker T. Jones, the organ player from Booker T. and the MGs. Here's the great Johnny Taylor, not to be confused with little Johnny Taylor, 
and how do you do sundown hello sundown i'm so glad you're here i've been waiting so long for you to appear because i know when the sun goes down Come around Hello sundown and Goodbye pain We'll meet the same time tomorrow Down in lover's lane She belongs To another Hello, Sunday. We know it's wrong. But don't you know we tried to fight it? We tried to fight it for so long. But temptation and desire. Oh, it just set our hearts on fire. be with my baby I know it's wrong but still you know I just want to put my arms around my baby that was Johnny Taylor hello sundown Johnny actually had his biggest hit on Columbia Records where he recorded a song called Disco Lady it wasn't much of a disco song but it went platinum it was the first single to ever go platinum which at that time meant it sold over two million copies. Way to go, Johnny. We said an awful lot about Ruth Brown, and I don't want to guilt the lily by saying any more. Here's one of the great records that she made for the Atlantic record label. This is from 1954. Miss Rhythm, as Frankie Lane called her. Here's Ruth Brown. Hello, little boy. Yeah. 
Ruth Brown. Hello, little boy. Singing with a whole lot of enthusiasm. Nowadays, you hear all these singers that are too cool for school. No such problem with Miss Rhythm. She was a fellow disc jockey hosting public radio's Harlem Hit Parade. I always enjoy playing a fellow disc jockey. Educates, syncopates, radio communicates, radio, the sound of year-round pleasure. Here's a song about a president. It was the inspiration for a meticulously researched pop song that was written by the band They Might Be Giants. They Might Be Giants might sound like an odd name for a band, but it was actually taken from a film starring George C. Scott called The Hustler. Here they are. They Might Be Giants, or as we call them here, The Hustlers, with James Gay Polk. In 1844, the Democrats were split. The three nominees for the presidential candidate were Martin Van Buren, a former president and an abolitionist. James Buchanan, a moderate. Louis Cass, a general and expansionist. that group's greatest song. Buddy Holly drums, a musical song, classical overtones, and historical data about manifest destiny. 
in the background, Tony Joe White pokes out at Annie. Doesn't have anything to do really with James K. Polk, but it was a good excuse to play it. Some of y'all never been down south too much. I'm gonna tell you a little bit about this so that you understand what I'm talking about. Down there we have a plant that grows out in the woods and the fields. Looks something like a turnip green. Everybody calls it poke salad. You snow girl lived down there and she'd go out in the evenings and pick her mess of it. Cat home and cook it for supper. Cause that's about all they had to eat. They did alright. We played Charlie Poole talking about McKinley's death. I thought you might want to know a little bit about the man. William McKinley was called the Idol of Ohio, and for a long time, historians thought he was a mediocre president. But more recently, they see him as a decisive president who put this country on the road to world power. He was born in 1843, and he planned to become a Methodist minister. He served in the Civil War and joined the staff of a man who became his mentor, Colonel Rutherford B. Hayes. He was in Congress from 1877 to 1891 and became the governor of Ohio. He took a shot at the White House in 1896. I don't mean he shot at the White House. I mean took a shot at it. Well, anyway, he ended up beating William Jennings Band. He led the United States into its first international war with a European power since the War of 1812. He also sent 2,000 troops to China to help the Europeans put down the Boxing Rebellion. Now, what was he doing fighting the Europeans on one hand and helping them on the other? It just shows you what a good politician he was. The war with Spain and his open-door strategy in China laid the groundwork for a new American empire. In 1901, on September 6th, the anarchist Leon Shogas shot McKinley while visiting the Pan American Exposition in Buffalo. People were afraid that it was a vast conspiracy and it fed the popular fears of foreign influence. McKinley was replaced by his vice president, Teddy Roosevelt, and we were on our way to the modern age of xenophobia and paranoia. Turn of the bullet. 
Charles Gateau shot James Garfield, and that's when Garfield's troubles began. He spent 80 days on his deathbed. A team of doctors examined him, probed him with unwashed hands and unclean medical instruments. They had difficulty finding the bullet. They even attempted to use a metal detector that was invented by Alexander Graham Bell. Unfortunately, it placed Garfield on a bed with metal springs, so the metal detector could not find the small bullet. Finally, to escape the Washington heat, doctors moved Garfield to a cottage by the sea in New Jersey. He died there on September 19th. Some say he succumbed to death by doctors. Here's a song about the man who shot that fatal bullet, Charles Guiteau, by Kelly Howe. Tender Christians, wherever you may be, and likewise pay attention from these two lines for me. I was down at the depot to make my getaway, and Providence being against me, it proved to be too late. I tried to play off insane, but found it would not do. The people all against me, it proved to make no show. Judge Coffey passed the sentence, the clerk he wrote it down. On the 30th day of June, to die I was condemned. My name is Charles Utah, my name I'll never deny. To leave my aged parents to sorrow and to die. But little did I think, while in my youthful blue, I'd be carried to escape all to meet my fatal doom. My sister came in prison to bid her last farewell. She threw her arms around me, she wept most bitterly. She said, my loving brother, today you must die for the murder of James A. Garfield upon the scaffold high. My name is Charles Guitar, my name I'll never deny to leave my aged parents to sorrow and to die. But little did I think while in my youthful bloom, I'd be carried to the scaffold to meet my fatal doom. And now I mount the scaffold to bid you all adieu. The hangman now is waiting, it's a quarter after two. The black gas is on my face, no longer can I see. But when I'm dead and buried, dear Lord, remember me. My name is Charlie Tall, my name I'll never deny. To leave my aged parents to sorrow and to die. But little did I think, while in my youthful bloom, I'd carry to escape all to meet my fatal doom. That was Charles Guiteau by Kelly Harrell. I don't know any songs about McKinley's assassin, but I'm going to scan the library for one. 
We'll talk about Percy Mayfield a lot here on Theme Time Radio Hour. But here's one of his later records that doesn't get a lot of airplay. It reached number 64 on the R&B chart in 1974. Percy doesn't want to be president. Give a listen. Well, now, I'm not a big politician. Hell, I don't want to be. Why, I wouldn't be the president if the whole world voted for me. They say I'd have to get permission to be alone to think. I'd have to have my cognac tasted before I could take a drink. No, 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 partner. That's not the role for me to play. <laughs> no. No, 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 partner, partner. That's not the role for me to play. To be what in all of my happiness. Big man, I couldn't stand that for a day. No, no. Now, just suppose I had a girlfriend and call her, and she lived way across the lake. Why, Congress would know the whole conversation, because you see, they'd have it on tape. Then they'd put me on the television to tell the whole world my private life. Hell, I wouldn't mind the people knowing, man, but what about my wife? No, 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 pana, pana. That's not on my mind. I said, no, 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 pana, pana. Being a president's not on my mind. <laughs> Cause to do four years and never frolic. Seems to me too much like doing time. Doing time. There you go. What's happening? Energy shortage and all that stuff. Why, it's cheaper eating money than food right now, Dad, but you still wouldn't get enough. And not a while I was telling people when to sleep and when to play. When they eat and how to cook it. Now, Dad, you think I could do it that way? <laughs> no, partner. That's not for me. No, 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 partner. Brother Bessie, I don't want to be. <laughs> no. Ah, but if I run from out of my hometown, I want all y'all to vote for me. Vote for me. <laughs> Mayor Mayfield, would it be a guess? Mayor in my own hometown. <laughs> I'm just playing the hardest. Just jiving. <laughs> That was Percy Mayfield, along with Johnny Guitar Watson, and he doesn't want to be president, doesn't want to have to have someone taste his cognac for him. Now, if you do want to be president, here are some of the requirements. Only native-born U.S. citizens may be president. One must also be at least 35 years of age. And finally, you must live in the United States for at least 14 years. But soon that might not apply either. They're changing everything. But as long as they do have the age requirement, let's doesn't do us harm. We didn't have time for on our youth and age show. We've played Winoni Harris a few times in the past, but sometimes I think we should be playing them every show. 
He was the king of the jump blues singers and is almost totally forgotten today. He is one of the great voices of the past, sounding more exciting today than ever before. Why, I'm only Mr. Blues Harris. I feel that old age coming on. I can tell by the look my baby's eyes Can't get along with those younger guys All I do is paint the floor Got a feel my baby don't want me no more And I feel that old age coming on Going to the doctor can't take you Gotta find out what the doctor can do I've been around too many years I've also shed too many tears And I feel that old age coming on President's Day clearance sale. Want to keep politics clean? Register, inform yourself, and vote. And when your authorized party representative knocks at your door, give a dollar or more. Here's what we mean. Keep politics clean and come to the aid of your party. Don't pass the buck, but give a buck to the party of your choice. There's so much to say about Abraham Lincoln. I mean, you have him in your pocket on the penny and the five. We all know him as the great rail splitter, the great emancipator, doing his homework on the back of a shovel. We all know his story. I'm not going to spend time on it now, but I am going to let Pete Seeger sing a little song all about Lincoln and Liberty too. Hurrah for the choice of the nation, our chieftain so brave and so true. We'll go for the great reformation, for Lincoln and Liberty too. So up with our banner, so glorious, the star-spangled red, white, and blue. We'll fight till our cause is victorious, 
for Lincoln and Liberty too. They'll find what by felling and mauling our railmaker statesmen can do. For the people are everywhere calling for Lincoln and Liberty too. And up with our banners of Spangle red, white, and blue. We'll fight till our cause is victorious for Lincoln and Liberty too. That was Pete Seeger with a song about our tallest president, the six foot four Abraham Lincoln, who once said, All men can handle adversity, but if you really want to test someone, give them power. Instead of talking about Honest Abe, I want to tell you a little bit about his oldest son, Robert Todd Lincoln. He arrived at the Ford Theater moments after John Wilkes Booth assassinated his father. A few years later, he was invited to Washington to meet the train that James Garfield was on. Again, he was late, showing up minutes after the president was shot. Believe it or not, in 1901, he was invited to Buffalo to meet William McKinley. Guess what? You guessed it. After the fatal shot had already been fired, Robert Todd Lincoln lived for another 25 years, but he made it very clear that he wanted to receive no more invitations from any presidents of the United States, and no more were killed during his lifetime. That means that Robert Lincoln was present for 75% of the presidential assassinations, missing only the Kennedy assassination. Along with those four, four other presidents died in office. Harrison, Taylor, Harding, and Roosevelt. Well, let's not talk about dying in the White House. Let's talk about living there, or more specifically, let J.B. Lenoir talk about it. J.B. was born in Monticello, Mississippi, and died in Urbana, Illinois, and in between recorded for a number of Chicago blues labels. Here's one he recorded in 1953 for the Job label. It's all about that building at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, living in the White House. I want to live 
J.B. Lenoir and living in the White House here on Theme Time Radio Hour. The White House has 132 rooms, 28 fireplaces, 8 staircases, and 4 bathrooms. Now I'm just kidding. There's 35 bathrooms. In 1962, Jackie Kennedy gave a tour of the White House on CBS television. 56 million viewers watched the broadcast. So why don't we listen to a little bit of Jackie Kennedy showing us the White House. Well, there's the china room and the gold room and the library, which isn't finished yet. Isn't that the famous Gilbert Stuart portrait of George Washington? That's right. That's the oldest thing in the White House, the only thing that was here since the very beginning. Dolly Madison, when the White House was burned by the British in 1814, managed to save it, along with a cartload of furniture and documents which have been invaluable to us in our research. Thanks, Jackie. Of course, it'd be more impressive if you could see it. Some things are better seen than heard, whereas other things are better heard than seen. Take the famous Nixon-Kennedy debates. Many people say that Nixon lost the election right there because of his five o'clock shadow and his sweating under the hot lights. They thought he looked like a guilty man compared to the cool look of JFK. But according to people who listened to the debate on the radio, Nixon was the clear winner with a firmer grasp of the issues and a greater vision for the future. Television has changed the way we pick our presidents. Imagine if American Idol was on the radio. Instead of on television, we'd have a very different set of winners. Earlier this year, we did a show about smoking. We didn't have room for a couple of my favorite songs, but I got to play you this one. Nina Simone has some good advice when she says, Don't smoke in bed. I left a note on his dresser And my old wedding ring With these few goodbye words How can I sing Goodbye, oh sleepy head. I'm packing you in like I said. Take care of everything. I'm leaving my wedding ring 
Theme time radio hour. Our president's day clearance sale, and we got a caller on the line. Hello, caller. What's your name, and where are you calling from? Harry Linden, and I'm calling from Lincoln, Nebraska. That's perfect on our president's day show. I thought so. That's why I called. What's your question, Harry? Well, I want to know how come presidents don't have beards anymore. That's a good question. I know Al Gore tried to grow one, but that was after he got elected president. But it was taken away from him. I don't mean the beard. Beards don't seem to be as popular nowadays as they were back in the 1800s. But even in their heyday, it seems like only Republicans wore beards. Because all five of our presidents who had beards were members of the Republican Party. Appreciate your call, Harry. And keep listening. Thanks, Bob. And on another subject, do you have any idea how many presidents were Freemasons? Well, Harry, believe it or not, all of our presidents were Freemasons. Except for Jimmy Carter. Strange but true. Do you have a favorite president I could play you a song about? Well, I've always been partial to Franklin Roosevelt. You got it, Harry. Thanks for calling. Bye-bye. And now by request, a song about the man who said, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Here's the Calypso singer Attila with Roosevelt in Trinidad. Roosevelt came to the land of the hummingbird, shouts of welcome were heard. When Roosevelt came to the land of the hummingbird, shouts of welcome were heard. His visit to the island is bound to be an epoch in local history, definitely marking the new era between Trinidad and America. Enthusiasm and jubilation was evinced by the entire population. Friendship for the USA was shown, and from the housetops the stars and stripes were flown. Port of Spain threw open her gates to the President of the United States. In fact, everybody was glad to welcome Roosevelt to Trinidad. We 
a privilege to see the democratic president of the great republic with his charming and genial personality and his wonderful urbanity. We were struck by his modest style and was intrigued by the famous Roosevelt smile. No wonder everybody was glad at the great honor shown Trinidad. We understand that the president had just been on a visit to Brazil and the Argentine with Mr. Cordell Hall in attendance where they took part in a peace conference to stop war and atrocity and make the world safe for democracy, the greatest event of the century in the interest of suffering humanity. That was Roosevelt in Trinidad. Attila, who interestingly enough, was not just a Clipsonian, he was also a politician. He was elected to the Port of Spain City Council, and he later became the deputy mayor. In 1950, he was elected to Trinidad's Legislative Council. He was thinking about FDR, who visited Trinidad four times. Roosevelt thought it was important to rally the support of small countries to stop the march of the Nazis. He was a liberal and had a lot of fans in the African-American community. He had what was called the Black Cabinet and the Office of Negro Affairs. It was an informal group of African-Americans who made policy for their people. He guaranteed racial, religious, and ethnic minorities a fair share of wartime jobs. When he passed away, he was immortalized in song. A number of people recorded this one. It was written by Otis Jackson. But we're going to play a version that the Soul Stars recorded for Aladdin Records. This was before they were on specialty and long before Sam Cooke joined them. This is when R.H. Harris still led the band. Here they are, and they're going to tell you why they like Roosevelt. Tell me why you like Roosevelt. Oh, man's tell me why you like Roosevelt. Oh, man's tell me why you like Roosevelt. Oh, man's Received the message we've lost Roosevelt In his life they were all indications That warm spring Georgia he received salvation Listen boys, don't you rush him He little your man off, she grabbed a brush Dipped it in water and began to paint She looked at the president and began to think She never painted a picture for him at night But she knew that the president didn't look right The time of day was 12 o'clock Tell me that Elizabeth had to stop Gritting God Almighty, she started too late That is why this is called that unfinished portrait Tell me why you like Roosevelt Tell me why you like Roosevelt 
Tell him why you like a Roosevelt. He was a good president till he was a little bit later, about 1.30, had a several image at the world of muddy. They called Atlanta or Washington too light, cause he was act light and the call went through. Call long distance to notify why Dr. Bruin said he died at 3.35. Great God Almighty, was no bell to tone. Less than 30 minutes, the world was in moan. I cried about Roosevelt. I cried about Roosevelt. Well, I cried about Roosevelt. You were the good president till the end. Administration, Congress assemble, great and God Almighty, the poor tremble. The rich were riding the automobiles, depression made poor people rob and steal. But look next door to our bill of me, wasn't getting anything for their hard labor. Great and God Almighty, there were moonshine stealing, brought about a crime we were robbing and killing. Now the other presidents made us moan, Bell stepped in, gave us a comfortable home. That's why. I like Roosevelt. That's why I like Roosevelt. That's why I like Roosevelt. He was a good president. Tell me why you like Roosevelt. Tell me why you like Roosevelt. Tell me why you like Roosevelt. Administration, Congress assembled. First time in history, pointed a Negro general. General Benjamin O. Davis, I'm trying to relate. First Negro general of the United States. Uh, racial prejudice, tried to rule out by the Negro leaders into the White House. Advocated the fair practice of labor to let the poor man know he was our emancipator. Made Madame Bethune, the lady of the land, made part of his will, Mr. Pretty Man. Endorsed inventions of Dr. Carver. This is why they say he was an earthly father. He took my feet out of the Mara Clay house. Had to look back at the WPA. That's why I like Roosevelt. That's why I like Roosevelt. That's why I like Roosevelt. He was a good president. I have told you the history of Roosevelt life. The world can say that he left a sweet wife. Hasn't been so worried since she were a girl after Roosevelt's death. What would become of the world? She notified her son across the sea. Don't you all get worried about poor me, but keep on fighting for victory. Your father is dead, but you all are grown. I would worry about your father, but the world's in mourning. Sad about Roosevelt. And it's sad about a Roosevelt. And it's sad about a Roosevelt. He was a good president till the end. Well, great God Almighty, look at what a time. England has Churchill to resign. The fighting through the European war so hard. Put him out in the hands of the Almighty God. His success was at to lead. Great God Almighty, what history. Only two presidents that we ever felt, Abraham Lincoln and Roosevelt. 
bush Roosevelt could live to see. Oh, glory waving over Germany, but God Almighty knew just what was best. He knew that the president needed a rest. His battle done for victory unwon. Our problems have just begun. When your burden gets so heavy, you don't know what to do. Call on Jesus, he's a president too. Sad about Roosevelt. Oh, and it's sad about Roosevelt. Oh, and it's sad about Roosevelt. Oh, he was a good president. Tell again. That was the Soul Stirs. Why I like Roosevelt. And like Calypso, this kind of gospel was really important for bringing news of the day to people who might not be reached by newspaper. Some of the people who are mentioned in this song include Elizabeth Shumatov. She was the painter who was creating the portrait of FDR when he suffered his fatal cerebral hemorrhage. That's why the portrait remained unfinished. Also in the song, you hear a mention of Pretty Man. That's Arthur Pretty Man, the president's valet. Well, that reminds me. Frank Sinatra's old valet wrote a book. It's called Mr. S. You should look it up and read it. Peter Wolf gave me a copy of it. He's always given me books. He's surprisingly well-read. The next song I want to play you isn't really about a president, but it was written by a vice president, or should I say co-written. Charles Gates Dawes wrote this melody in 1912. He entitled it Melody in A Minor. The song just came to him. He wasn't a composer. He was a banker and a general. In 1924, he was elected vice president under Calvin Coolidge. And not only that, he won the Nobel Peace Prize in 1925 for a plan he had to reduce Germany's reparations for World War I. Maybe that's why they got so mad and fought World War II. In 1951, the lyricist Carl Sigmund wrote words to Charles Dawes' melody and it ended up becoming a number one hit. By the way, I got a really nice note from Carl Sigmund's son after we played Enjoy Yourself on our Youth and Age show. Anyway, here's It's All in the Game, Tommy Edwards. Many a tear has to fall, but it's all in the game. All in the wonderful game that we know as love. And a while he won't call But it's all In the game Soon he'll be there at your side With a sweet Okay Yo 
Stanley gave birth to a son named Charles. I don't know if it's a basketball player, but it's not that common a name, Charles Barkley. After leaving the vice presidency, he was re-elected to the Senate at age 76. Way to go, Alvin. We want Wilkie in the White House. He will win, for we will put him in. We want Wilkie in the White House, the people's president. We want Wilkie. We want Wilkie. We want Wilkie. It's President's Day here on Theme Time Radio Hour, and as you know, that's when we pass the savings along to you, the listener. We have a few records that we plan to play, but didn't have a chance to play because I was so busy telling the other stuff. Here's a couple for my walking show. Guthrie, Oklahoma native Joe Liggins led his band The Honey Drippers up until the time he died in 1987. Fashions change, but their easy rocking, sweet swinging style remain the same. Here's Joe and the band with a song simply called Walkin'. Say, man, uh-huh. what's the matter? Oh, man, this chick got me going. Has she really got you going? Really got me going. Well, uh, what did you do? I haven't done a thing. Now, all I did was to... Oh, man, you should have never done that. No. No, man. Say, look, Joe. Uh-huh. Uh, did she ever... No, uh, well, it's funny thing about it. She never did. Well, you must have... Uh, I tell you, I haven't done a thing. Well... She sure got you going. You can say that again. Man, that chick came in, moved out the icebox, stole, radio, car, took everything but me. And now I'm just walking. Can't eat, just walking. Can't sleep, just walking. Won't someone help me? I'm walking. Talking. Don't do no talking. Just keep on walking. My gal has left me. I'm walking. Why did I just let her go? I should have just let her know. I love her. Walking. Can't 
Joe Liggins and the Honey Blippers and Walkin'. Here's a gal recorded under the name Sherry Lee, Jackie D, and finally, the name we know her best, Jackie D. Shannon. She's written or co-written over 500 songs. She's worked with Van Morrison. She wrote songs with Jimmy Page, wrote with Randy Newman. But the song we're going to play today was a collaboration with Jack Nietzsche. When you walk in the room, here's Jackie D. Shannon.
That was actually a big hit for the searchers. But I like hearing Jackie sing. Jackie the Shannon, when you walk in the room for my walking show. Here on Theme Time Radio Hour, full of presidential schemes, gubernatorial themes, and senatorial dreams. I was getting some photos developed, and I ran into Richard Lewis. We were talking about the show, and he had something he wanted to say. I think a good president is someone who does not allow religion to get anywhere close to his decision-making, number one, which has turned this country and this world upside down. We're in the dark ages now. But a good president is someone who, uh, I mean, I wish I hung with Abe Lincoln, although there's so many books out now. It's almost like the E! True Story. I hope Abe was gay, only because it would shake up some of the hawks to know that, you know, they're, that gay, that I almost called Abe Gabe Kaplan. See, this is the kind of thing that, why I don't go to therapy anymore. She would spend $175 saying, why do you think Abe Lincoln was like Gabe Kaplan? I go, you know what? I, I'm going to go shoot some pool. This is a lot of crap. Huh. I'm going to think about that. In 1960, Frank Sinatra went into the studio and recorded a special version of one of his hit songs. The song was High Hopes. It was a top 30 hit. It was from the movie of Holding the Head. This time, however, the lyrics were about John F. Kennedy, whom Frank was supporting in the 1960 election. Things didn't turn out that good between the two of them. But before I tell you about that, let's listen to Frank's remake of High Hopes. For Jack, cause he's got what all the rest lack. Everyone wants to back Jack. Jack is on the right track, cause he's got high hopes. He's got high hopes. 1960's the year for his high hopes. Come on and vote for Kennedy. Vote for Kennedy, and we'll come out on top. Guy. Everyone wants to back Jack. Jack is on the right track because he's got high hopes. He's got high hopes. 1960's the year for his high hopes. Come on and vote for Kennedy. Vote for Kennedy. Keep America strong. That was High Hopes by Frank Sinatra. Frank always liked powerful men. Didn't matter which side of the law they were on. He was close with Chicago crime boss Sam Giacona, but also did everything he could to get in close with JFK. He performed at fundraisers. Is that the kind you shave with? That's a fundraiser. This was a fundraiser. You have to pronounce the D. Anyway, Sinatra went back and forth between daytime Democrat supporting Kennedy and a nighttime full of ratback, booze, broads, and crime. Legend has it that he introduced Kennedy to Judith Campbell Exner, who was also having an affair with Giacana. 
According to some historians, there was a time when this 23-year-old woman was both sleeping with Kennedy and Chicago's biggest gangster. This was too much for JFK's brother Bobby. Bobby convinced JFK that his friendship with Frank was political suicide. In 1962, Kennedy turned a cold shoulder to Frank and canceled a trip he was supposed to make to stay at Frank's house. You gotta understand, Frank was looking forward to this trip. He built three extra cottages and a golf course for Jack and the Secret Service. To add insult to injury, JFK ended up staying at Bing Crosby's house. Frank went wild. He went outside of his house with a sledgehammer and started chopping up the concrete landing pad of the heliport. Some say that Frank never recovered emotionally, and from that day forward was even colder than he had been before. Show me a guy with feelings and I'll show you a sucker. Feelings a trap. It's a weakness. Makes you think of something beside yourself. If I had any feelings left in me at all, it'd be for me. Just me. This is the Steam Time Radio Hour and our President's Day Sale. I was clearing out the closet, making room for our new stock, and I found this one that fell behind the shelf. It's for my first year of shows. One of the first shows we did, as a matter of fact. I wanted to play this on the Moon Show, but never got the chance. It's by a band from San Francisco called Clover. And you never heard of him, probably, but you should have. As a matter of fact, Huey Lewis was in this band and played harmonica. They ended up in England for a while and were real influential on the pub rock scene. Good friends with Nick Lowe and that whole crowd. As a matter of fact, I think they were even in the backup band on Elvis's first record, Milk Cow Blues. <laughs> now you know how I mean. But here they are on their own, Clover and Mr. Moon. Mr. Moon, he's a powerful man. Ocean upon the land Make men tell Their women lies When he comes Over their eyes I was strolling Through the town That big old moon Was a smiling down I had a bottle In my hand 
was Mr. Moon by Clover here on Theme Time Radio Hour, where we're emptying out our closets in honor of President's Day. We got a lot of email, and I think we should maybe look at one right now. Today's email comes from an L. King in Los Angeles, California. L. writes, Dear Bob, like yourself, I too am a broadcaster. I have a small interview show on a cable outlet. I try to stay topical and conversant in the affairs of the day, as you obviously do also. Well, thank you, L. I think that's important for any broadcaster. He continues, I'm a big fan of San Francisco psychedelic music. And since you're doing a president show, I was wondering if you could play that song about LBJ by Country Joe and the Fish. Well, L, I wasn't planning on playing it, but anything for a fellow broadcaster. Here they are, Country Joe and the Fish, Superbird. that I pray. It's a bird, it's a plane, it's a man insane, it's my president LBJ. He's flying high, we're up in the sky, just like Superman. But I have got a little piece of kryptonite, yes I'll bring it back to land. Said come out Lyndon with your hands held high, drop your guns baby and reach for the sky. I've got you surrounded and you ain't got a chance. Send you back to Texas, make you work on your ranch, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ain't called Superwoman and a super dog, but it sure won't do him no good. I'm a Russian spy He ain't nothing but a comic book Gonna pull him off the stands Clean up the land Yes, what have a brand new day What is more I got the Fantastic Four And Doctor Strange To help on his way Said come out Lyndon with your hands held high Drop your guns, baby And reach for the sky Got you surrounded And you ain't got a chance Send you back to Texas, make you work on your ranch Yeah, yeah That was Superbird, my country Joe and the fish A group that took their name from Mao Zedong Saying about the fish who swim in the sea of the people And after Joseph Stalin, whose nickname during World War II was Country Joe so here's a group who took their name from Mao Zedong and Joseph Stalin. I wonder why they never had a hit. When Grover's term comes to an end, hurrah, hurrah. It's Harrison, the soldier's friend, hurrah, hurrah. The vets will cheer, their sons will shout, the ladies' corps will all turn out and we'll all feel gay when Cleveland is going out. Recorded music has only been around for a little more than a hundred years. But it's only been since the late 50s that people recorded songs that were critical of the president. It happened with more regularity during the 70s, especially once the Watergate scandal broke out. From 1974, James Brown. Funky president. People, it's bad. Nasty. Hey, listen to the man. 
Godfather. Hey there. Cold-blooded. semi-political commentator James Brown singing about Watergate. That might be the scandal that has the most songs written about it, but it wasn't the first presidential scandal. Here's a couple of other big ones. Ulysses S. Grant, for example, 
even though he himself was never accused of any crime, he was involved in a number of scandals that almost overshadowed his popularity as a Civil War hero. But if you really want to know about a scandal, take a look at Warren G. Harding. In 1921, Harding transferred responsibility for Naval Oil Reserve lands to the Department of the Interior. The Secretary of the Interior, Albert B. Fall, where we get the phrase Fall guy, went out to exploit those rights for his own gain. He secretly granted exclusive rights to the Teapot Dome Reserve in exchange for cash and no-interest loans. Investigations led to the arrest, trial, and conviction of Fall. It was the first ever for an active cabinet member. It was determined that Harding himself had not benefited from the bribery, but the spotlight on his administration showed that it was a very corrupt collection of officials, perhaps the worst since Ulysses S. Grant. If you want to know about more recent presidential scandals, consult your newspaper. Hey everybody, this is John C. Riley, and you're listening to Theme Time Radio Hour with your host Bob Dylan. Imagine that. Dear Mr. President, I want you to know I am deeper than you, and the people now yearn. You know, when we're putting these shows together, some themes you expect to be a lot of songs about. Other themes, I had one or two songs I really wanted to play. But then I'm shocked to find out how many of my favorite songs are on that same subject. And one of my favorite songs about the weekend is called Gloomy Sunday, written by two Hungarians, Rezo Ceres and Laszlo Havor. Supposedly the song was written after Laszlo's girlfriend committed suicide, but that's just one of the many legends that have sprung up around this song. It's sometimes called the suicide song. Some say the song was banned in Hungary because of the number of people who killed themselves while listening to it or who had quoted from the lyric in suicide notes. They tell tales of finding a body with a copy of this record click-click-clicking on the empty groove on the record player in the room. I don't know if that's true, but it is one of the saddest songs I've ever heard. Here's Billy Holiday with the suicide song, Gloomy Sunday. Sunday is gloomy, my hours are slumberless. Dear is the shadows, I live with the numberless. Little white flowers will never awaken you not where the black coach of sorrow has taken you angels have no thought of ever returning you would they be angry if I thought of joining you Shadows I spend it all My heart and I Have decided 
candles and prayers that are said I know let them not weep let them know that I'm glad to go death is no dream for in death I'm caressing you with the last breath of my soul I'll be blessing you He jumped from a Budapest building in 1968. Hungary has had the highest suicide rate of any country for many years. A gloomy town. I for president, I for president, I for president, I for president. You like Ike, I like Ike, everybody likes Ike for president. Hang out the banner and beat the drum, we'll take Ike to Washington. We were talking about JFK before, and his assassination inspired a lot of records. In our Texas show, we played one called The Assassination. Here's another one. This is from Phil Oaks' second album in 1965, and a song called That Was the President. Oh, the bullets of the false revenge have struck us once again As the angry seas have struck upon the sand And it seemed as though a friendless world had lost itself a friend That was the president and that was the man Oh, I still can see him smiling there and waving at the crowd As he drove through the music of the band And never even knowing no more time would be allowed Not for the president and not for the man Here's a memory to share, here's a memory to save Of the sudden early ending of command Yet a part of you and a part of me is buried in his grave That was the president and that was the man It's not only for the leader that the sorrow hits so hard 
There are greater things I'll never understand How a man so filled with life Even death was caught off guard That was the president And that was the man Everything he might have done And all he could have been Was proven by the troubled traitor's hand For what other death could wound the hearts of so many men That was the president and that was the man Yes, the glory that was Lincoln's never died when he was slain It's been carried over time and time again And to the list of honor you may add another name That was the president and that was the man That was the president and that was the man That was Phil Oaks. That was the president. Here on Theme Time Radio Hour from the I Ain't Much in Anymore album. Quite often when we're putting together a show, I show everybody a pile of records I brought. The first ones that get cut out are ones by artists we play a lot of. Everyone tells me, give some other artists a chance. And they're probably right. But that means records like this get cut out of our head-to-toe show. There's Buddy and Ella Johnson. Ella's got problems with a man. She's going to go upside his head. I wouldn't want to be on the other side of that fist. Well, it's true. But it's mighty sad. Yes, it's true. But it's mighty sad. That we can't get along unless I go upside your head. can understand it's me to go upside your head that's why i gotta go upside your head because we can't get along unless i go upside your head there just ain't no do right in you i should have left you long ago but the way Your kisses sends me home. I just can't let you go. That's why I gotta go upside your head. Because we can't get along unless I go upside your head. But 
to tell me you had enough love to go around. That's why I gotta go upside your head. Because we can't get along unless I go upside your head. I was go upside your head, Betty and Ellie Johnson, here on Theme Time Radio Hour. And while we're talking about presidents, let's talk about the presidents everybody loves. Those would be the dead presidents. The ones that jingle in your pocket, or you carry folded up in your wallet. I'm talking about Hamilton on the 10, Franklin on the 100. You know that at one point, there was a $10,000 bill, and Simon P. Chase was on that bill. He was a U.S. Senator, the Governor of Ohio, the U.S. Treasury Secretary under President Abraham Lincoln, and even later than that, was Chief Justice of the United States. I don't really care about all that. I just like the fact he was on the $10,000 bill. You know, one of these days, we're going to have to do a whole show about money. They're singing about all the dead presidents. Little Walter. Them dead presidents. Them dead presidents Well, I ain't broke, but I'm bad, bad Everybody loves them dead presidents A little bit of Lincoln can't park the car Washington, he can't go too far Jefferson is good, play the track if you think you're gonna bring some big bed back Them dead presidents Them dead presidents Well, I ain't broke, but I'm bad, bad Everybody loved them dead presidents Hamilton on a 10 can get you straight But Jackson on a 20 is really great and if you're talking about a poor man friend, that will get you out of whatever you in. Them dead presidents, them dead presidents. Well, I ain't broke, but I'm better than bent. Everybody loved them dead presidents. Franklin is really sweet. 500 McKinnon is the one for me. If I get a Cleveland, I'm really set. A thousand dollar Cleveland is hard to get. Them dead presidents. Them dead presidents. Well, I ain't broke, but I'm bad, bad. Everybody loved them dead That was Little Walter and Dead Presidents. You know, Walter was a hard-living guy. 
Muddy Waters once said that little Walter was dead ten years before he died. You look at some of the pictures of him, and he looks like he was in his mid-fifties, but he wasn't. He was 37 years old when he died from injuries that he got in a Chicago street fight. He brought joy to many people with his music, but could not find happiness in his own life. I do not believe that I should devote an hour or a day of my time to any personal partisan causes or to any duties other than the awesome duties of this office. Accordingly, I shall not seek and I will not accept the nomination of my party for another term as your president. Roy Hammond's an interesting guy. He's had as many lives as a cat, musically at least. First time you heard him was in 1958. He was the lead singer for the Genies on their song, Who's That Knockin'? Eight years after that, he had his biggest hit over the song called Shotgun Winning. But then in 1973, he had one of those records that was right before the disco craze. The beat was starting to get there, but it was really just a solid iron beat groove. I'm going to play this record for you, and you're going to recognize the beginning of it right away, because you've heard it on so many different records. It ended up being one of the most sampled records in history. Ice Cube sampled it, and so did N.W.A., Big Daddy Kane, De La Soul, and EPMD. So here's where it came from originally. Before I see the Honey Drippers, impeach the president. Ladies and gentlemen, we have the Honey Drippers in the house tonight, and they just got back from Washington, D.C., I think they got something they want to say.
I was raw seeing the Honey Rivers impeach the president. The Constitution states in Article 2, Section 4, the president, vice president, and all civil officers of the United States shall be removed from office on impeachment for and conviction of treason, bribery, or other high crimes or misdemeanors. The sole power of impeachment is carried by the House of Representatives. In the history of the United States, four presidents have faced a legitimate potential impeachment, at least so far. They are John Tyler, Andrew Johnson, Richard Nixon, and William Clinton. Since 1797, the House of Representatives has impeached 16 federal officials, two presidents, a cabinet member, a senator, a justice of the Supreme Court, and 11 federal judges. They've all been impeached or as I think of it, received early retirement. Where's the punishment? Is the bebop boy a penny. Now, some people say that politics are getting in a pretty bad fix. It's got to where you don't know what to do. If a fella don't know how to vote, he'll find out he's missed the boat. He'll be set behind that eight ball, too. Now, if your boss is a Democrat, you might better think about that because a presidential election is coming up soon. But if he happens to be a Republican and you ain't brother, then that ain't fun because that means you're going to have to change your tune. Politics, oh, politics. You've got to know just how to vote. Kiss that baby, shine that shoe. If you know what's good for you, you got to play them politics. what you do it's who you know it's the same old thing wherever you go if you've got connections then you're all right if you happen to be the mayor's son and or senator in washington i'm telling you right now your future's bright you take some old farmer runs over a hen they give him a year in the county pen because he ain't got dough to get it fixed but gamblers walk the streets every day bragging about what they have to pay in order to play them dirty politics Politics, oh politics, you gotta know just how to vote. Kiss that baby, shine that shoe, if you know what's good for you, you got to play them politics. If you think that I've been kidding you and you don't believe what I say is true, just try this out some night when you come home. Go through your pockets and hide your door and say to the woman they ain't no more and before you can turn around, she'll be gone. Now, I won't say that they want your money, but then I figure it's kind of funny. As soon as it's gone, they'll drop you like a ton of bricks. In business pleasure or with our wives, it's going to be tough on us little guys to have to play them dirty politics. Politics, oh politics, you gotta know just how to vote. 
kiss that baby, shine that shoe. If you know what's good for you, you got to play them politics. Politics, that's something you got to play from both ends to keep from getting caught in the middle, yeah. I got two songs I want to play now. I'm actually not going to play all of them. We're going to play a little piece of them. But I just want to tell you about how they were made. You ever see those ads in the back of magazines? They say things like, Do you have what it takes to become a songwriter? Or poems wanted? Will set your poem to music? Well, these are companies that are one step away from being a scam. Everybody thinks they can write a poem. And everybody wants to be in show business. And so these companies would exploit that fact and charge between 75 and $400 to set the poems to music. Instead of being paid to make records, you would pay them to make the records. A lot of people call this process song-shocking. What's interesting about it is the songs quite often are a mixture of very sincere but unschooled lyric writing. And the music is usually made by cynical studio musicians who just have it on a conveyor belt, sometimes making as many as 12 songs an hour. Back in the day, they'd print up just a few copies of the record. Nowadays, I'm guessing it would be a CD, and send it off to the writer, and that would be the last you'd hear from them. They'd be looking for their next group of suckers. Quite often, those records would end up at the Goodwill store, and certain record collectors make a point of collecting these. One of the biggest collectors of them in the country now is Penn Gillette of Penn & Teller. I asked him about them. I love listening to song poems. You know, through a bunch of friends, I started collecting uh, these song poem records that came out. They're really beautiful because they haven't been through the whole star system and the whole filtering of radio. There's a directness and honesty, and they're about uh, universal themes, you know, um, heartbreak and religion and love and children and holidays. And oddly enough, they write a lot of songs about U.S. presidents. Thanks, Pam. Let's listen to a little bit of these song poems. One about Richard Nixon. One about Jimmy Carter. Here's Rod and the MSI Singers and Richard Nixon. God, in his infinite wisdom, put Richard Nixon on this earth to bring to us his heritage, one of priceless worth, a courageous leader and a blessed man, surely in God's plan. God in his infinite wisdom put Richard Nixon on this earth to bring to us his heritage one of priceless worth his heritage is from heaven And the magic from above The rapture of music and melody Of culture and of love Yes, God in his infinite wisdom Put Richard Nixon on this earth To bring to us his heritage one of priceless worth A leader with endless courage A miracle, you might say And all who have met Nixon love him so The genius of his way 
That was Richard Nixon by Rod and the MSI Singers. Here's another one by Gene Marshall. This one's called Jimmy Carter Says Yes. And as you might be able to guess, it came out during the disco craze. Can our government be competent? Jimmy Carter says yes. Jimmy Carter says yes. Can our government be honest? Jimmy Carter says yes. Jimmy Carter says yes. Can our government be decent and open? As the third. Jimmy Carter says yes. As your president, I, Jimmy Carter, know it is possible to run a government efficiently without sin or any corruption. I will do my level best to run the government decently without any statement of eruption. Errors and wrongdoings I will reveal to the public. For corruption while I'm in office, I'll not bargain. I'll stand tall like old glory, faithful to the republic. Security will prevail, as sure as I am the president. President Jimmy Carter. Can our government be competent? Jimmy Carter says yes. Jimmy Carter says yes. Can our government be honest? Jimmy Carter says yes, Jimmy Carter says yes, can a government be decent and open as the 39th president, he has spoken yes, Jimmy Carter says yes, Jimmy, Jimmy Carter, a 39th president, Jimmy, Jimmy Carter, a 39th That was Jimmy Carter Says Yes. And you know, it's easy to laugh at a song like that. But you can't doubt its sincerity. And I think it sounds great. People who made the record are doing their job. They made it pop. And you know, the guy who wrote it really believes those lyrics. What else can you ask for from a record? It's easy to say it's a scam. But I wonder if they actually tried to sell that record. If you played it for someone like Ahmed Erdogan or Sid Nathan, they'd probably love it. They probably just didn't get into the right hands. And now it's too late. You just heard a song that was really sincere. Here's one that isn't. I don't mean that in a bad way, but you can never confuse Randy Newman with someone who lets you know what he's really thinking. His songs are often sardonic, sometimes cynical, and oftentimes insincere. And that's what people love about him. Here he is with a working man's plea. Mr. President, have pity on the working man.
talking about all things presidential, that this is election year. Get out and vote. We'll make a difference before they change the rules and just appoint the president for us. It's getting pretty close. Thanks for listening to Theme Time Radio Hour with your host, Bob Dylan. Produced by Eddie Gorodetsky. Associate producer, Ben Rollins. Continuity by Eats Martin. Editor, Damian Rodriguez. Supervising Editor, Rob McCumber. Research team, Diane Lapson and Bernie Bernstein. With additional research by April Hayes, Callie Gladman, Terrence Michaels, Sean Patrick, and Lynn Sheridan. Librarian, Robert Bauer. Production coordinator, Debbie Sweeney. Production assistance by Jim McBean. Special thanks to Randy Azradi, Coco Shinomiya, and Samson's Diner. For XM Radio, Lee Abrams. Recorded in Studio B in the historic Abernathy Building. Studio engineer, Tex Carbone. This has been a Great Water Park production in association with Big Red Tree. This is your announcer, Pierre Mancini, speaking. Be here in a week when we take a look at Doctors.